For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. We're here. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. My. New layout. Who dis? Uh, dis us. Right. Shower tunes. Podcast about music in the shower. <laughs> well, before we go any further, let's make sure it's working. <laughs> let's definitely do that. Because I hear you great, Mike, and you sound awesome. Oh, you sound awesome and to me today, too. Very Shane. festive. You sound, jo- you sound jolly. If I may say. Oh, see, jolly, I find jolly for some reason, like it's sort of an offensive term because I think of jolly like as in a little bit rotund, perhaps fat because it's like, a you know, jolly old Santa Claus. I just think of it as like in good spirits, right? Yeah. No, of course. That's the definition. Mm -hmm. It's definitely got kind of a context to it that it doesn't get used unless you're talking (laughs) about Santa for the most part, though. Well, look. It's better now. You know what makes everything better, Mike? I've got an answer for you. It's right here. Nice cold Miller it's, High Life. It's a not. It's not a Miller High oh, Life. It's, it's a Roman. It's a Roman candle from Bellwoods Brewery. Uh, straight, straight from Ossington, little Canada brew, Toronto. A uh, great brewery, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. I have some wonderful eggnog in my new one piece mug that my best friend just got me for the holidays. Nice. Yeah. One Piece mug. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, one Piece, the anime. It's oh, oh like, I thought you meant like the, the mug is only one piece. I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm like, I hope sure most mugs mo- are one piece. Like, <laughs> but no, it's like, got the little pirate dude. It's a pirate anime. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we're here today. Hello, Mike. Yes. Mike Howell. Hello. Hello. We are here today to talk about all the stuff that happened this year that isn't albums. Because last yeah. week we talked about all the great 
albums that came out this year and it was hard mm-hmm. to pick. But this um, this week we're going to be doing the rest of 2020. Not the best, the rest. The rest. Uh, but the best of the rest. We're still going to talk about the best stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and we've got a whole bunch of categories. Some of them are silly. Some of them we're going to take relatively seriously mm-hmm. who really knows what's going to happen I'm, I'm taking every category very seriously Are, well, what yeah. you're talking about <laughs> no i mean i've got <laughs> answers for everything i mean no, i don't i don't know how many of them are you know all that good accurate yeah. um we'll, yeah we'll oh see. and my phone died so i'm guessing going from memory now nope. okay well whatever anyway let's, let's jump into the main event here because that's what Talk- you usually start with the main event right Obviously, the headliner goes first. Talking about my new shower head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell the people. Um, we did okay, it. So we did it. Last week we talked about uh for the holidays getting me the Kohler and Harman Kardon Bluetooth speaker shower head. Yes. And oh my god, it's actually amazing. I thought they were joking when it meant tuned for shower and bathroom environments. They are not. <laughs> It actually sounds incredible, and it's it's really weird having sound come directly from you in the same direction as the water. But like water pressure is great; it's got a nice flow. Like <laughs> great, it's awesome. Great. Like, only thing I think it uses water a little faster than my old one, so I run out of hot water a little quicker. But you oh, know, that's good though. That is what it is. You like, got the good pressure, it's quality. Yeah. No. Exactly. If you tuned in last week, uh, I said to Mike that I, I that you know just to thank him for you know all he's done for this podcast for the last whatever it's been five months um we should get him the mac daddy shower bluetooth not not the mm-hmm. not the four dollar one like the the kohler slash kohler x oh harman kardon so i went ahead and i uh i I did that for Mike and I got it sent out and mm-hmm. it told me it told me it was going to come to like January 5th. And I was like, oh, what a bummer. It showed and up. It though. showed up in like two days. Yeah. Good old Amazon. But <laughs> yeah. I'm actually amazed. Like you got the right color to match the rest of my hardware in my shower as well. <laughs> like spot on. I sent in a spy to your shower to look around. Oh. Take some pictures. Uh, Ooh. Uh, no. Well, we're going to have to get some. We're going to have to get some great uh, footage of you oh we will in the shower perhaps singing along to your number one song of the year like i oh, want that, this that will definitely in my life. happen yes we can do that yes tomorrow morning absolutely and when i said we're going to get raunchy that's just the start Ooh, <laughs> right there but yes mike and thank you and um happy thank holidays you. merry christmas happy new year all that good stuff to you man exactly happy candle nights for those who celebrate oh Yes. Well, without further ado, let's get into the main event because we're starting with it. Here it is. The top five EPs of the year. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, I have a list here. Uh, I mm-hmm. I love EP. First of all, let me talk about EPs. I okay. am a huge EP fan. Always have been. Mostly it's because of my poor attention span. Mm-hmm. I, I tend to find that there's records that I love that I still don't get to the end of that often, you know, yeah. just whether it's a commute time is like too short to get through like 40 minutes or, or I just, you know, I move on to something else. So I love mm-hmm. the EP format always have. So I'm excited about this, Mike. Um, and I think we should just go back and forth. Uh, let's count it down from five to so one. Too. Give me your number five. So my number five, it's actually a super group. Mm. And I, Kind of love supergroups. Kind of hard to nail a lot of times, but 
My number five is the EP Part One Death Mask by Darko. If you're not oh. familiar with who Darko is, they are a deathcore group featuring Tom Barber of Chelsea Grin and Josh Miller from Immure. Um, yeah. This project's absolutely disgusting. It's great. <laughs> they use these kind of creepy, like, B-movie sci-fi horror sound effects. Okay, that's tight. In order to add this, like, super creepy ambiance to the overall, like, deathcore feel, I feel like it's really fun. They're not afraid of just putting, like, an atmospheric interlude track on an EP, which I think is a risky take, but it works out well for yeah. them. Um, and I really think, like, I appreciate this EP so much because I think it's what a side project should be. It's still close and like in the same vein of what these guys do. Like Amur, Chelsea Grant, heavy as hell. But it's different, right? Because it's kind right. of like more experimental industrial deathcore, whereas I think like Chelsea Grant, like breakdowns and just heavy as shit. And then Amur, the same thing. Like it's just supposed to be brutal. And this is like takes a step back. It's still very heavy and fun, but. It's just different, right? Right. And I, I think with an EP, you've got a lot of room that you can kind of experiment on. And I really like that format for super groups. And I think more groups who are trying to do things like this should take this route. Well, you know, you're right about super groups in general. You know, mm -hmm. they're generally speaking, just, just to paint everyone with the same brush to generalize, disappointing. I mean, you yeah. get all these people from all these great things and then you kind of like say, oh, well, like one plus one plus one is going to equal three. And then you get one plus one plus one is equaling like a half, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's mm -hmm. that's the sad part about supergroups is that they rarely, rarely pan out. And I have tons of theories as to why, but it is really nice when you get one. I think it's just worthy. too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, it probably it. Um. You know, there's, I'm sure there's a number of factors, but it's nice when you get one that's good. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, hey, if they've cracked Mike Howell's top five, it's pretty good. They're doing something right. Uh, my five, my five, five. <laughs> my number five, because my phone started back up again. Nice. Uh, is uh, a band I know you like a lot, Mike. Uh, they're called, I think it's, it's either Stasis or Stasis. 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 Yeah. Uh, great melodic hardcore uh, band mm -hmm. put out an EP called my state of decay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I compare them a little bit to maybe verse. Um, mm -hmm. some people would compare them to counterparts. I don't think they're exactly yeah. like counterparts. They're in that vein though, you know, hardcore band, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of very cool technical, uh, parts going on, but very catchy. Yes, uh, love their lyrics. And I really think they have a great singer. Uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. you know, I think they're just a great up and coming band. A lot of people don't know. Uh, and I really, really wanted them to be on my list. So they're, they're, sure. they're at number five. I think they have a new seven inch that just came out or is coming yep. out. I'm waiting on my delivery right now. Yeah. So yeah. Stace stasis. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome band. Great album artwork too. Like loved it. That, that's how I found the band. Yeah, that's right. You were telling me. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I actually found out about them. Well, actually, not through you. I thought maybe I mm -hmm. knew about something before Mike. Uh, they're actually Never fans. Happens. They're actually fans of the podcast. So I found out about them kind of through that way. And then I was like, "Hey, Mike, I know about this cool band." And I told him, and then he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, I already got like fuck." I and he pulled, he ripped off his his hoodie, and he was wearing the shirt, and I was like, "Fuck!" 
Can never Not win. that far, but yeah, I pretty can never much. Win. I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but yes. But he heard about the band first, of course, every time. Still great. Still great. Still great. Well, let's move on to number four. Uh, so my number four, we talked about this very recently because it came out right at the beginning of December, and it's the new EP Cloud City by Varsity. Yeah. V-R-S-T-Y. Yeah, Varsity without the vowels. Because fuck vowels. Unless you consider Y a vowel. I don't know. Sometimes Some people do. Some Sometimes. People don't. Sometimes. Sometimes. But <laughs> uh, I've already talked about this album a lot recently. I think it's absolutely amazing. It blends a lot of hip-hop and R&B elements with metalcore. It's very similar if you're fans of like picturesque or palisades. Lyrically, they're catchy as hell. I find myself humming these songs very often. Yeah. And like overall, the entire EP just has like a vibe, right? Like I know I say vibe a lot when I'm talking about music. Vibe, but vibe, vibe. You kind I'm of just taking a picture of my screen to post right now oh, to get do some it people up. up in here. But go ahead. But you're just like vibing along and it's kind of groovy, right? And you just find yourself bumping your head, chilling to the music. And all of a sudden the EP's spinning again and you get through it. And then all of a sudden the EP's spinning again and you're like starting to sing along and you get the songs. And it's just a catchy, quick listen. And they're already starting to see some feedback. I see uh, a couple of the singles are getting played on octane and stuff like that and i'm real proud for the boys i think they're one of the next big kind of up-and-coming bands from our scene that's uh gonna kind of blow up a little bit kind of like a almost like an i prevail or something like that where i think they've just got the stuff and they're gonna start hitting it big and connecting with larger markets yeah well you you tend to call those things uh you know you kind of know how to pick them um if there Mm -hmm. was a, a band stock market to invest in, you would be the, oh, yeah. um, yeah, you would be the, the Warren Buffett. Invest in varsity. <laughs> Mike Howell, also varsity. The, the Warren, Warren Buffett of punk rock. <laughs> also varsity. Don't let me down now that I've said that. Big shoes. Right. Yeah. Jeez. You're jinxing them. Okay. I'll for for am, my number sorry, four, uh, I have an, an artist that you might not know, Mike. Um, her name is, her name is Leica. She is a, a interesting dream pop um artist okay. hard, hard to describe exactly kind of dream mm-hmm. pop um she looks a little bit like halsey so uh okay. sometimes there's some comparison there i think it's a little more deep than that uh still mm-hmm. on the pop side but she's also a hell of a great uh guitar player um just awesome. great singer songwriter but but her her music now is coming out as a little more like you know like i said dream pop more electronic mm-hmm. um and she has an ep called sad girl uh it's come it came out like it already uh, What's that? I like it already. Oh, you're gonna, yeah, you're going to like title. this, Mike. Uh, yeah, really cool. Uh, underground right now, but it's going to be big. Um, mm-hmm. She She's a friend of mine, actually. And uh, I think I... This is nepotism first... right here, people. I'm calling it. What's that? <laughs> I said, this is nepotism right here, people. I'm calling it. Okay. Well, no, it was about three years ago um, that I heard about her, her and her music mm-hmm. and was like, whoa. And I, I, uh, I kind of encouraged her to to make this EP and, and make some music and she's actually killing it absolutely killing it right now so yeah that's like a, it's spelled L A I K A with sad girl it's on Spotify and all that so it's it's definitely awesome. worth worth a listen um yeah I really like some super dream talented. Pop, so I'm excited to listen to this yeah i think you're going to love it dope yeah shall we move on number 3 i think we should uh number 3 so you are going to be really mad that i didn't tell you about this band earlier because I kind of missed it the week that they came out. Oh, okay. Um, it was in October, actually. So we were pretty full stream ahead with this, and I just kind of missed it. 
But this next band with their EP, the self-titled EP, the band is called Salem. Have you heard of these guys? No, uh, no. Well, you're going to be really excited because the lead vocalist is Will from Creeper. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm going to love this. Wow. So this kind of moves away from the, uh, I would say, pop punk tendencies of Creeper and more into their punk rock side. And they keep kind of the uh, rock opera elements almost. Yep. They go towards a more standard song structure. So kind of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, uh, bridge, verse, chorus, something like that. The lyrics are so catchy. I would say these are more like radio bangers than anything that would be on a Creeper album. Like it is so catchy and so goth still. And it's like faster because it's a little bit more punk. Okay. And honestly, it's back to back bangers. Like I try to like in my notes, I label like put like one or two of my favorite tracks. And I kind of just wanted to write every track on this album (laughs) because I think like just wall to wall. It's absolutely amazing. Like sick. This is one of the ones that you just got to listen to. And like I said, with the varsity EP, like, I was out uh, mowing the lawn, one of the last lawn mows when it came out, like end of October, right? <laughs> yeah. And I like tend to listen to the new music when I'm doing chores around the house and stuff like that. And I'm listening to Vars or uh, whatchamacallit, Salem, and I'm like just pushing around. And all of a sudden I get to the end of the EP and I'm like, huh, that was really good. I like stop, I pull out my phone and I just play the EP again. Yeah. Two well, two well, times later in my lawn is mode and I've listened to this album four times. Totally. Well, that's and, the thing about EPs. I think I think that I like I said it right at the beginning. I love EPs. Mm-hmm. I always have. It's just an amazing amazing way to to put out music. Like yeah. the 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 standard thing and I know it's changed now over the last, you know, couple years uh with the way streaming has taken over, you know, bands it's not just the okay you put out an album every two years Mm -hmm. and you know i know now it's a little bit different but i always said man if it's my favorite band i would way rather have an ep every year than a full length Mm -hmm. every two years i would way way more rather have that i think the uh, album is harder of content what's that just the constant stream of content yeah yeah there's that and just i feel like you know uh, the way that a band can evolve from one Mm -hmm album to another over a long period of time taking a break isn't always like i don't know you kind of sometimes miss things in in the story when all of a sudden it's like Mm -hmm. hey two three years later here's a record and the band's not the same it's like okay well if you put out a record every uh, i mean an ep every year then maybe you know it it sort of fills in the gaps a little bit and tells a story Mm -hmm. of kind of the the direction regardless that was my dream uh and now it's just the wild wild west which which i guess i'm okay with as well but anyway, I am too. Like, uh, let's get into number three for you, for me, for me. Yes, I have um, uh, an EP here. This is an artist that you told me about, Mike. Ooh, uh, a couple of those on the on the list, and this is one that we really weren't sure how to say. Uh, if it's Seforce or Seforcer, yeah. uh, I don't know. Great EP. Yeah, smaller band. Uh, up and coming, uh, the the spelling is S apostrophe E F F O R C E R, and their EP is called Lifeless with a bunch of crazy characters around it. And I mm-hmm. really, really like this EP. Um, it, and it stuck with me, man. I don't know when it came yeah. out. August, maybe. Uh, I think so. And and yeah, it's just it was one that I kept going back to, and mm-hmm. 
I kind of decided I was looking at all the EPs that come out this year. and I'm like, well, why not that one? I listen to it a lot. I really like Mm -hmm. the band. It's the kind of band that gives me what I want in a hardcore band. Um, They've they've really got it all. And I know you're a fan of this band, too. mm -hmm, I love them. Like, I would say they're more metalcore than hardcore personally. Right. Um, Yeah, sure. Like they're kind of been this band that I fall to this year because like one of my favorite bands, I absolutely love Silent Planet. Yeah. But like Silent Planet is really hard to digest sometimes and like i'll look whenever silent planet puts out a new album like that's what i'm doing for the next like two or three weeks like that's on heavy rotation and then i kind of like phase out of it and these guys sound a lot like silent planet vocally (laughs) instrumentally like it's pretty spot on silent planet to electric boogaloo but they've also got their own vibe too and they're just absolutely amazing i really love these guys and i've had a lot of friends tell me that this is on their ep of the year list too yeah, I think no. it's absolutely great. No, it, it's it is it is really great, and uh, yeah, and you're and you're right. Like Silent Planet, obviously, great friends of mine. Uh, Garrett mm-hmm. has been on the podcast. I think more than anybody. <laughs> I think he's got the Three record now. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe Aaron Gillespie has the record, but great band. I know what you mean. Um, mm-hmm. That's a band that like you kind of have. You can't just really listen to it. You got to like, oh yeah, sort of study it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I and I love that about Silent Planet. They're one of a kind band. No one is quite like them. But it's true that that a band like Seforce or Seforcer, I still fucking don't know how to say it. Yeah, we don't I, know. I have to ask still, them. Still, message us and let us know how to pronounce your band's name so we stop doing it wrong. Yes, please let us know for the love of God. Uh, but no, um, but they're. It's, you're right. They have like a certain. Um, it's just a little more. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever the it's, word it's is similarities, and I think it's. The market is so saturated with like the production capabilities, even in home studios and stuff like that right now, that there are just so many bands that are just naturally going to start sounding like other bands. Like the human vocal cords can only be arranged so many ways. That's just science. <laughs> or, and like you can only get so many tones out of a guitar. Like, yeah. You're going to get bands that start to sound similar. Yep. No, it's true. It's true. And, and to everybody tuning in right now. Yeah, we're talking about the top five EPs uh, of the year. Mike's list, my list, and we haven't talked about the Bring Me the Horizon EP. I think it might be coming on Mike's list. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But the reason that I'm not going to have it on my list, uh, spoiler alert, is not because I don't like it, because I had it on my full length list. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's long enough to be a full length. I don't know when EPs became eight songs. When I was getting into music, uh, tons of LPs were eight songs like look at I all mean, those led zeppelin albums and look at black metallica sabbath albums. self-titled which one black sabbath self-titled of course like, yeah all the black sabbath albums they're they're all under 10 songs and mm-hmm. i don't know when all of a sudden an ep like you know an ep stands for extended play which isn't ex- yeah. which is extended play of a single <laughs> it's not a you know so so I, I i don't think it's an ep i think it's an lp and it's on a 12 inch vinyl. Mm-hmm. It's not that's that shit ain't finished, finit, fitting no. on a, a 10 inch or a seven inch. That's for sure. So for me, that record was a full length and it made my list. Uh, I believe it was number two, number th- two mm-hmm. or th- three. I don't know. It was, in, it was in the top five. A great record, but it won't be on my EP list because, in my opinion, uh, no offense, Bring Me the Horizon, you amazing musicians, you, uh, it is not, uh, <laughs> it's not an EP. Just like their last one wasn't a fucking EP. It was like 75 minute EP. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll talk about my kind of side of the opinion on this later. Spoilers. But I think it's uh, it, as much as it is uh, 
goes on the length of the record. Like if you just handed me that uh, EP and said, hey, what do, do you think this is an EP or an album? I would say this is an album. Yeah. But yeah, um, exactly. it's part of a series of quote unquote EPs. And the band has stated that it's going to be four EPs. Some of them might be as long as this. Some of them might be 10 minutes. Who knows? So because it's part of a series and it's kind of what the band says, that's kind of the direction I'm going with and I'm calling it an EP. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, right. we're getting to number two. So number two, and this will kind of uh, portray my number one as well. Uh, I've got Bill Murray with Eggy Pocket. Oh, yeah. It's a phenomenal album. It is. Um, massive friend of the show, friend of the scene, just all around great dude. Johnny Frank, if you're not aware, uh, ex-vocalist, guitarist of Attack Attack. Um, he put out his new EP, Eggy Pocket, in November. It is absolutely amazing. I don't know how to describe his form of music. Um, it's kind of like if you just took the ultimate one man jazz or jam band and made it actually good. Like he's just such a phenomenal songwriter and is able to pour so much emotion into these songs that he writes that it's absolutely incredible. Um, it's funky. It's got almost every genre. Like it's yep. got country solos. It's got saxophone. It's got pan flute. Like it's- I can just put this EP on anytime and just vibe out for 25 minutes absolutely um yeah and uh i'm gonna be talking about this one too in a second (laughs) beautiful um so i won't go too much more in depth because we're gonna bring this up in like five minutes or less um Mm -hmm. but you're right about blending of genres and how difficult that is to do you know, as you can try, mm-hmm. I mean, you can, you can be a hardcore ska band or you can be a, a, yeah. a jazzy metal band. You can, you can try to do that. And it's, I'm not saying it's not possible, but it's very hard to do it well. And, mm-hmm. and Bill Murray has this incredible way of putting these genres together like, and then, and then having this, this seamless transition and this sound that it, it like you listen to the whole EP and you, you know, it's from the same album despite it being mm-hmm. so radically different. Yeah. It's, and you could put on any Bill Murray song and you just kind of instantly know, Oh yeah, this is yep. Bill Murray. Like yep. he's, it's just got this aura around everything that he makes. That, yeah. I don't know. It's just so good. hundred percent. I know he's kind of polarizing. Like I have a bunch of friends who really don't like the sound of Bill Murray. They're like, is this good music? And I'm like, yes, it's very good music. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I don't know. it is good music. Thank you very I much. <laughs> I don't want to say small brain or anything like that, but like, it's definitely just hard to kind of adjust to. And you have to be ready for knowing that Bill Murray is going to do that to you and just right. kind of change it up so much. And I don't know. It's just so well done. Like the production on it and everything, like it's man's crazy. And like the, he even throws memes in his music, like <laughs> macho man, Bill Murray, like he's coming for you. Yes, I know the, the, the whole way that he, he incorporates his personality into it. It, it mm-hmm. is really special. Uh, and I don't want to go any more in depth on that record at this time. Yes. Let's get to my number two, which is an artist. I know you love Mike as well. <gasps> This is 68 with the EP Love Is Ain't Dead. I love 68 so much. And, uh, um, you know, loved everything they've put out so far. Obviously, I was a huge fan of The Chariot and everything that, mm-hmm. that 
um, Josh Scoggin did in that band, you know, obviously that was more metal uh, influenced, a lot heavier. This has a lot more art to it. (laughs) I don't know. I would definitely say that's a that's a way to put it. Right. Um, But I really love this EP in that I feel like this is a big transition into what the band is going to be. I think they're finding their stride. Uh, and it's not easy when you've been doing a band nope. like the chariot for so many albums and so long and start doing another thing. And of course now you're playing an instrument, uh, and mm-hmm. there's only two people in the band, you know, there's all these different factors that I think went in to the, the, I don't want to call like growing pains of it because that's not accurate. Cause I like everything that they did, but this EP mm-hmm. I think is really strong. And I oh, think I there's even songs like we even, we even touched on some of this stuff. I mean, maybe not quite on this EP, but it's leading to where you could hear some of these songs potentially on, you know, indie rock radio mm-hmm. um, with, with some of the, the the direction of it. And I think that this is I cannot wait. Uh, you know, we're going to next week. We're going to be talking about most anticipated albums this is of on 2021. There. I think that this band has got to be on there because oh, yeah. the EP and, and the direction and, and who knows. Uh, sky's the limit so love is ain't dead great title as well mm-hmm. um it, it fits their band so well it's like the i know kind of nonchalant don't care like this is what we got take it yep yep so that that's my number uh that is my number two ep of 2020 thank you mike so moving on to my number one then yeah uh, i think everybody knows what it's going to be i think uh, i do we, we've got Bring Me the Horizon with post-human survival horror. Absolutely phenomenal collection of songs. We've talked about this on the album of the year last week. Yep. We have an entire episode <laughs> going through this album. <laughs> we do. And how beautiful we, it is. We went song like, by song, note for note on this one. <laughs> we really did. Like, And that's a great episode. I think that's probably one of my favorites that we've done. Like, I highly recommend go checking that out if you haven't. Yeah. If you're new to the cast, new to the stream, whatever. But absolutely so well done. Bring Me the Horizon is just running a master class on staying true to yourselves and your own sound and still being huge rock radio hits with this EP. They've shown with Amo and That's the Spirit that they can get on the radio. And now they're showing like, hey, we can go back and be heavy and we're still good enough to stay here. Yeah. Even though we've got a more abrasive sound. And I think that's impressive as hell. Like I had a, the new alternative Detroit station or whatever on Yeah. when I was in my car the other day and I turned it on and uh, I forget what song it was. I think it was Obey was playing and I'm just like, Hey, this is a pretty heavy song to be on a station that says on their advertisements, all the new alternative, listen to 21 pilots, fallout boy, blink 182. <laughs> and like, bring me still on there. Like mm-hmm. this album's, EP, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely incredible. I've been listening to it nonstop since it came out. Like, yeah. Bring, bring me the horizon. I don't know what they did. If they rubbed a genie's lamp or they made a deal <laughs> with the devil or whatever the hell they have done. But yeah. they're just like every release, you think that they're on the top of their game and you're like, they're not going to be any better. You, and they just surpass. Dude, you don't. Every time. You don't have to convince me you don't have to sell me on this okay oh, I and, know. and again it's it's like i don't know if i'm going 
over the same things I've said before, but I'm saying them again because they're mm-hmm. true. The, like, the pressure put the the pressure and the scrutiny and the microscope that that band is under and yet they still deliver is right there is just it's that's so much to applaud no other band is under such a microscope no. it's like you've got all the old school deathcore fans who just want to see him fail you've got the sempaternal and like there is yeah. a hell kids now who like want to see him fail and then they come back and release this and all the sempaternal kids are like oh hey they're making good music again right. like they never stop making good music, but yeah, like it's just crazy. And like, I know there's a meme going around and I think it's absolutely hilarious because like, I think it came out when that's the spirit and somebody tweeted, like, imagine hearing like, Oh no on the radio or like true friends. And all of a sudden you like show up at a bring with horizon show and they open up with Chelsea smile and you're in the middle of the pit with your mom and you have no idea what's going on. Like the band well, yeah. is just insane. I mean, like, there's always been, been bands like that, you know? I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, there was all, I mean, even with punk rock, like there's always like the, the joke back in the day was, you know, go to track three on any like punk record and that's good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's like the, the song they made the video for. And then, you know, like that's the only slow song on the album, you know, yep. and it's the same thing with, you know, I, I like to reference Sugar Ray when they came out with Fly because mm-hmm. that was the first time Great that song. that band did that. They were a metal band before that. People forget. Yeah. Um, I love them when they were a metal band. And then they came out with Fly and it hit the stratosphere. And then they were like, oh, we're just going to do that now. So- <laughs> Real quick of bands with crazy changes. I found this out the other day. So you remember the band Lit? They did that oh, My yeah. Own Worst Enemy song? Of course. They're a country band now. Oh, really? I didn't yeah. know that. <laughs> it's wild. Dude, like, I I really like uh, Lit in that album, um, a, mm-hmm. place, a Place in the Sun, I believe it's called. Something like, and like that. Yeah, my, worst, my Own Worst Enemy is like, you know, that shit's... Quintessential emo banger. I, I mean, yeah, emo. I wouldn't call it emo. I mean, that's yeah, before. Yeah. That See, was like before emo was... Whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I mean, I know what you mean. They played at emo night, so we'll call it an emo song. But yeah. but no, there's like this other song they had on that on that record. Um, and I believe the guy in the band was mm-hmm. dating Pamela Anderson. That sounds about right. I don't which, remember, though. Y- yeah, no. And she was in the video... And, and as far as I remember, this is like, I'm really going off my memory here. And sometimes I mm-hmm. make shit up in my mind, but I remember Happens. she's like, you know, doing Pamela Anderson stuff. And they're like, so that she's like, you know, big on the screen and they're like on top of her body, like performing, like superimposed <laughs> on top of her body. That's pretty but great. The, but the song, like, like when you eat sushi shit, off this of somebody's body and holy stuff Holy shit. Like that. Look at this spider in my house. Holy fuck. It's the biggest thing I've ever seen. Holy fucking shit. Oh, do you see this oh. thing? That's a monster. Oh, and now it's gone under my cabinet. Oh, fuck. I got, I think I got to kill that. <laughs> At least get a cup and take them outside. Do you, I, I mean, I got a, I actually have a spider catcher, but oh, I feel like cool. by the time I go get it, uh, uh I might, uh, oh my God, I, I got to do something about that, that one though. That's, that Ooh. thing is like, do you see the size of that thing? Yeah, it was big. Holy big... shit. Mike, talk to the people. I'm going to get my spider catcher. Actually, I will here, talk to I'll, the I'll see if we can catch this live. Hold on. Catch That's it the live. scariest oh, thing God. I've ever seen. Should I narrate this like David Attenborough? That's what no, I'm going to no, do. No, no, no. No, stay there. Stay there. The Canadian man slowly moves 
in order to get his spider catcher, trying not to disturb the spider from his very vulnerable location. Hopefully the spider takes notice and decides to hide. The man has come with his tool. He's ready to hunt. He begins to search, sifting through the stack of audio equipment. He is looking. It sounds like he strikes. I cannot see, for he has left the camera. Oh, I my. fucking got him. He, he has he's acquired his prey. I got him. He's in the spider catcher. I don't know if you can hear me. The tribe will be happy tonight, for the man has come with Talk the Talk to the microphone, the spider. I got you. That shit's nuts. The man is elated, for there will be great festivities at the tribe tonight. Much okay. dancing will be had. Food and drink will be shared. It will be wonderful. Everybody will jump for joy. They will do the traditional spider dance. It will be great. Just great. I'm back. So <laughs> so while you were doing that, I was uh, commentating like one of those nature shows. Oh, yeah. It, w- it was beautiful. Chad well, I, really I have this it. recorded. I get, I get to, I'm going to get to watch this later. I, uh, oh, I'm glad. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm actually shocked I was able to get him, you know. Um, oh, he almost looked too big for your catcher. He like was, he's just going to Hulk mania out of that shit. Well, so, okay, so he was underneath the, I, I should have tried to get it on camera, uh, but he was underneath mm-hmm. this cabinet um, right here, mm-hmm. and I could just see his legs, or maybe mm-hmm. her legs, I don't know, uh, the spider's legs. legs. So I I had that spider catcher thing, and I kind of just swiped at it, and I was like, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. You know, he's just going to run right under the cabinet, but it did. And then I swiped him out onto the floor and then I took, I took like four, try four grabs. Oh, you combo then, move. Uh, I actually caught him and nice. he wasn't going very fast. He was, he was pretty, uh, he was pretty slow, but <laughs> my God, 10 out of 10. This is, this is the kind of content you come to Twitch for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I saw this exactly right. I saw this um, spider. Um, I I don't know if it's the same one. That's the oh. that's that's the biggest spider I've ever seen in my house, in any house I've ever lived in, in my whole life. Like I don't know large. if the camera did it justice. That thing was fucking big, dude. Like the bottom of a bottom of a pop can, big. Like it was big. Damn. And uh, I Have but I saw her. I saw that same spider or like species of spider out in my shed mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if it's the same spider. I don't know what they do. I mean, I know they live for years. Know. They don't just die every year and then grow like yeah. they find like places hibernate. to hide. Yeah. Or whatever, where it's kind of like not too cold, but God damn dude. I'm all like, you know, I've got all this adrenaline up. rush, man, from, from well, that's spider what I was catching. Saying, like the, the man has caught the spider. He's, the tribe is going to be happy tonight. It's going to be revelry and celebration. Like, <laughs> so, so anyways, back to bring me the horizon. I believe I was praising great them. album. Great uh, album. It, yeah, it, it really is a great album. There's no question. And, um, uh, the, the last thing I think I wanted to say, um, about it was in reference to somebody 
uh, in the comments talking about the songs Kingslayer, which mm-hmm. it seems to be the runaway uh, hit, you know, yeah. um, from the album. I got to say, man, when I heard the album for the first time, I was like, oh, this is by far the worst song. Um, really? <laughs> I, re- I really, yeah, right away. I was like, oh, this like this is the one I'm probably going to skip. And over the course of listening to the album, it started to win me over. And I think like mm-hmm. the, I think it was the reason that right away I was like, oh, like this is it's my least favorite song, song is because it's different. Yeah. And sometimes with, I think any band, when you have a song that's different, sometimes it can be hard to recognize whether it's like really good different or like doesn't deserve to be on the album different. And and mm-hmm. I think that sometimes that can get, uh, you know, confused because you always hear about like, I think it was even smells like teen spirit originally yeah they said that song like oh this is like there's this song sucks like you know and and they were wrong <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and then of course it ended up being a song that i think either it was kurt, kurt cobain or butch vig or the label or somebody yeah. really believed Just in decided and, this is a single yeah and well boom. it was shock number one but um yeah. you know there's there's tons of examples like that um yeah someone agrees with me in the chat here uh see me large semi large i don't know people have always have weird names on twitch uh yeah kind of jarring at first lesson yeah i get it so but anyway a great album and um Mm -hmm. i absolutely think that it deserves to be number one um let me ask you this very tough question mike which you might not be able to give me a straight answer on tell me if you classified the bring me the horizon release as an lp would it beat your number one album no. of the year. So if, and you'll see this when I put my top hundred release list out at the end of the year, oh, um, bring me the horizon would have been third. So, okay. Okay. Um, I really like what bring me the horizon did, but to kind of quick call back to my albums of the year, I feel like enter Shikari just did a yeah masterclass of writing an album that as a whole just kind of felt yep. right. Every single step yep. of the way. Yep. Whereas like Bring Me the Horizon did have those jarring moments with like Kingslayer and things like that, even though they're great songs. Um, and then I feel like Loathe kind of did the same thing where it kind of exposed this sound of metalcore that I hadn't kind of gotten before. And I really like that. Yep. And Bring Me the Horizon, as solid as they are and great as what they do, like nothing's kind of unique about the EP in its own. Like I've heard songs like Kingslayer, they've been in our Shikari songs, I've heard or baby metal songs. I've heard songs like Teardrops, they're Linkin Park songs. I've heard songs like Dear Diary. Like I've heard songs like every song on that album, except maybe like One by One. I think that was pretty unique. And then um, Butterflies. I think that duet is just great. But like as a whole, I think that those two albums just kind of beat out Bring Me this year. Absolutely. Um, well, I'm going to talk about my number one uh, EP, which comes as no surprise to people if you've been following along. My number one album of sorry, EP of the year is Bill Murray's Eggy Pocket, which was Mike's number Egg. two. Uh, yeah, we already touched on it, but again, just for for Johnny Frank, you know, the, the brains behind the operation of this project, for him to consistently put out music, I mean, we're talking about at least two <laughs> EPs mm-hmm. every year for the past few years, and he's just he's just killing it every single time. Um, you know, the the band is still 
somewhat under the radar, but of course growing yeah. all the time, people are finding out about it, you know, all different walks of life. Like even, even some of my 40 year old friends are asking me if I've heard of this band, Bill Murray, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's growing and it's really cool to see. I love Johnny and you know, we touched on how his personality is put into the, into the band. I love when bands can do that, when you can have your mm-hmm. own spin on it, which he has, but also the music can be very serious. Uh, Extreme, you know, I think every song is extremely serious. Yeah. Like, I mean, but then of course, but then the Taco but Bell, at fa- but at Bell face goes level, off. It's and, not, right. But, but that's the thing though. And that's like, you know, using humor as a crutch, um, you know, to which, downplay your seriousness. That's literally everybody that does. Everybody, I know you do. Yeah. Don't try and hide it from me. And, and, and he, like, and he is doing this in, in his music, which, you know, if I'm don't mind, don't mind me while I psychoanalyze Johnny Frank mm-hmm. here, but um, you know, that's what's going on. And it's just great yeah. to see uh, just another great release because wet milk mm-hmm. was oh, another phenomenal. I mean, it might even be, I think it's even better, maybe even better than Aggie pocket. It's up there. They're both really oh, yeah, good. Um, and I yeah, like- and, and I, I don't want to say like, I, I love the format. No one's doing mm-hmm. what he does. Like, sure. People put out EPs no. or once in a while, he only puts out like these, I mean, you call it an EP. It's like, they, they're like seven song records. Yeah, they're like 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like, I know we talked yeah. about this last week or maybe it was the week before. I can't remember. But with like bands having a cult following, I think Bill Murray is probably the closest to actually having a cult. Like, yep, his fans are some like his diehard fans are something else. Like, there's meme pages that are just off the chain. Like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Probably fluoride in the hard seltzer water. But like, <laughs> he's just absolutely like. I feel like you're either not a fan of Bill Murray or you are a straight up fan of Bill Murray, like ride or die. Right. Like, yep. He's, he's just that good. And yep. when it clicks, it clicks for you. hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's our top five list of, of REPs this year. Mike, oh, do yeah. you have, do you have honorable mentions? So my honorable mentions, uh, my first one, uh, for best concept EP, I've got Landon tours. Oh yeah. Uh, Absolutely phenomenal solo artist, and he's been doing these concept EPs from the perspective of a robot. Um, I think the lyricism and metaphor and how this kind of like robot's character and the tragedy that falls upon him across all the EPs, not just this one, uh, it's kind of a great dichotomy towards um, actually being human and how kind of similar, uh, pro- like humans create things in their own image, right? So it would make sense logically that a robot would almost be kind of created on our own image and kind of think like us in some way. And I think it's just absolutely greatly done. Um, my yeah. other honorable mention, uh, I have guardrail, obviously, because yeah. they have a Garrett rap feature, and that's the only reason. Um, obviously, <laughs> just kidding. It's an absolutely phenomenal EP. Yes. It's so much fun, and I really, really love listening to it. It's just great. Um, overall fun. I put it on whenever I want to smile. It's, I love Kevin, too. Such a good dude. Absolutely. And then... Uh, my last one, uh, kind of similar. It's another uh, band from the podcast group. I've got uh, Designer Disguise, Josh Wildhorn's project. Um, they're phenomenal, very similar to Varsity, where they're bringing in R&B elements into kind of like core music. I think their writing is absolutely phenomenal. And they also put out a single after this kind of EP. 
And uh, I think the writing's just going to get better, and I hope that they put out a full length next year. But those are my honorable mentions. Great. No, that's great. I have a couple, too. Um, there's a, an EP, actually, from a legendary band uh, called Refused. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, they obviously they put out a record back in 98 called yep. the shape they haven't of, done something in a long time. Well, well, actually, no. Well, they had the, the record in 98 really? shape of punk to come, which was, you know, the biggest game changer ever. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it influenced everybody, you know, from, from punk bands to, to fucking limp biscuit, you know, um, it was the biggest game changer album ever. Then they broke up for, like 20 years (laughs) or whatever it was um 18 years got back together and put out kind of a record that i think a lot of people were disappointed with and um Mm -hmm. uh (laughs) i'm wearing a santa hat nice love that i know right uh yeah i know um yeah that emote is sick you know but put out put out a record that I think was disappointing. Obviously, like it's been 18 years. Like I talk about mm-hmm. how a band goes from two or three years and they can change so much. Well, think about what people go through in 18 oh, years. Yeah. But but this um, uh, Refused EP, The Malignant Fire, which came out, um, I believe, the same week as Bill Murray. I think it was yeah, the it was, same week. Recently. And for me, uh, it kind of slipped through the cracks a little bit. Uh, I think it was mm-hmm. just because I was listening to the Bill Murray EP so much that I I missed it. But but it that refused EP I've been listening to a little bit um over the past uh, little while. It also is one of those EPs and and I think you can relate to this. I think everybody can relate to this when it's the first track isn't the best track or mm-hmm. and sometimes it's maybe you might say it's the worst track that or there's is, something about it that you're like, uh, and it's a bit of a turnoff and then you kind of don't give the rest of the, uh, either rest of the record or release a, a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that can be, that can be a, a bit of an issue there too with, with it. But, but that I wanted to include refused because I really do appreciate them, uh, still being together. And, uh, For yeah, sure. I had guardrail on my list too. And shout out to tear off another, uh, oh, yeah. all access club band formed in the all access club. I helped write one of their songs, uh, their EP is awesome as well, and everybody should check it out. For sure. All right. So, uh, yeah, we did an ad, and some people saw it. <laughs> some people didn't. I don't know. I don't know what happened. Some people that were subscribed say they saw the ads. I don't know what's supposed to happen. The magic of the internet. Who knows? Yeah, I really, I really don't know. I know, I know, not every like. I know we weren't blacked out for that because people, mm-hmm. people were telling, talking about refused and everything else. So, yeah, yeah I don't know. I'm, I'll, I'll get to the mm. bottom of it, but um, I do appreciate everybody here, you know, subscribed or whatever. Um, yeah, Evie, Evie got the uh, Evie got the ads, even though she subscribed. Big rip. Makes Whoa. no sense. It makes no sense. I don't know. But uh, would you get any fun ads, chat? Any fun ads? Anything nice? I saw anything that you're, you're running to I, the like, store to buy? Real quick. Anybody? Amazon Prime. Amazon so that's Prime. A, that's nice. not a surprise. <laughs> They're everywhere. Uh, question here too uh, from Velati. Do you have any streams where you review bands? I mean, Mike and I are kind of doing that every week. Every <laughs> week, really. but um, <laughs> you know, we we talk we talk about our uh, our favorite upcomings, and we talk about the ones that mm-hmm. 
that were the top of the week before, and then we review those. So come yeah. right here for that. That's that's coming at you right here. This is the new shit. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I do. think uh, next week is probably going to be a uh, huge one where we kind of review and talk about a lot of ba- a lot more bands than we normally do. Yeah, because we're going to be talking about kind of our most anticipated releases for the next year. And yep. a year, a lot of bands are going to be putting out music. So I feel like it's going to be kind of this more relaxed, just like quick dialogue, kind of uh, going over bands that we're excited for. And you're probably going to hear a lot more about bands. You'll hear my thoughts on whatever Shane's excited for, Shane's thoughts on whatever I'm excited for. Because most of the time, like I curate this list. And so like these kind of episodes, I have no idea what Shane's going to bring up. So yep. who knows? Shane could bring up something that I hate. I'm not going <laughs> to write into the script some band that I don't like. Right? right. So most of the time you get to hear me happy, but it happens. You never know. It, so, yep, it it happens. No, I mean, we, we don't do, we don't, we don't talk to each other before we do these. Like we like to, we like to have a little bit of the surprise. Um, mm-hmm. I've got the ultimate surprise for Mike at the end of this uh, stream. Um, Ooh. which, yeah, if you, if you're willing to stick around for, for the next little while, we've got a whole bunch of categories here. I think some of them we're going to go through pretty quick. Um, yep. but if, if you've gotten through the EPs, thank you. Congratulations. You made it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, let's get into some other fun things. Um, what this, are we doing? This one's for you, Mike, cause I know you're a big foodie. Oh Yeah. Best food you made during quarantine. Okay, so the best food I made during quarantine. This is kind of a uh, long-standing achievement of mine, right? One of my favorite foods is chili, and I love oh, to yeah. play around with my chili oh, yeah. recipe. Okay. I normally do like a Tex-Mex style chili, right? Uh, so I this quarantine, I moved away from kind of like the southern spices and everything like that, and I moved into <laughs> kind of like a sweet oriental heat chili oh so using a lot of like uh curry um like the oriental chili pastes and stuff like that as well as using uh like molasses and honey and stuff like that and obviously i'm not going to give you at all because a man's chili recipe is sacred but yeah i've gotten pretty good at perfecting it and i think it's a fun little blend and Honestly, I love chili just because it's so diverse and you can do so many things with it. And most of the time, even if you get it wrong, it's still going to taste pretty good. It's meat and beans and cheese. Hmm. Well, you know, um, Stitcherina in the chat, who um, I don't know if I should reveal her identity, but uh, I know that she has entered a chili competition and, uh, you know, just this little chili recipe that her and her friends uh, had Ended up taking them international to some uh, chili oh cook-offs. So, yeah, I mean, Mike, I don't know Probably how good your chili is, mine. but maybe you can expand, you know, this shit, not just not just in Livonia, Michigan. We can we can expand, Ooh. you know, out of the maybe even out of the Midwest. We're going to take we're going to hit the streets. We're going to get on ESPN 8, the Ocho for the <laughs> U.S. Chili Cook-Off Championship. That's right. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's always kind of been one of those things, too, where it's like, I'd love to submit for a chili contest, but like, I have no idea when they're going on. Like, my entire life is revolving around music. So if you're out there and you happen to find a chili cook-off in Livonia, Michigan, hit me up and let me know, and I'll enter and stop on by. I and, guarantee you there is a chili subreddit. Oh, I'm I'm sure there <laughs> it is. It's gotta be. 
Um, well, I'll give you mine. Um, so yeah, I, I love cooking. Um, and one of my favorite, well, I love Asian food in general. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I'm aware of this. Yeah. You, you know, and well, I'm vegan too. Right. And mm-hmm. the great thing about Asian food is there's almost never any dairy in anything. They don't yeah. really cook with any, any sort of milk products at all. Um, you know, if they have anything creamy, it's like with coconut milk or something like that. Mm-hmm. But probably my favorite um, is Thai food. So I absolutely love Thai food. The problem with a lot of Thai food is they put fish sauce in fucking mm-hmm. everything, right? And it so can I be, can't eat it, right? Yeah, it can be. Uh, so. You can't. You can't have fish. Yeah, I have a huge uh, seafood and shellfish allergy. Oh, I didn't so. know that, Mike. Wow, yeah. I'm learning things. Okay, yeah. So then, then you're gonna you're gonna be buying what I'm selling right here. Mm-hmm. So I, I got into you know, there's a few Thai places uh, where I live that do like okay, they can do it without fish sauce or or whatever, right? Yeah, um, like but, you just gotta ask. Yeah, yeah, but a lot of times some of the some of the stuff they can't because it's like already mm-hmm. like pre-made in the curry or whatever. So I've yep. gotten really into making like my own Thai food, but from scratch. So like mm-hmm. I'm t- I'm start I'm saying you like you you get the the what's called the Thai trilogy of ingredients, oh, yeah. which are is lemongrass, mm-hmm. uh, gal and yep. kefir lime leaves. So you basically nice. you take these these three things and you boil them into a broth. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you get the wooden spoon, you do the whole thing, and I have made some banging tom yum soup, uh, some really Beautiful. really solid, uh, well pad thai. I mean, that's easy. I'm pretty sure you sent me a picture of the soup too, and it looked spot on, delicious. Yeah, yeah. Like, I it's, wanted to come over and get some. Yeah, of that. Uh, I've I've love making food, uh, Thai food from from scratch, and I've I've done a little bit with um, some Chinese food too. Like, um, mm-hmm. you know, when you get that greasy ass Chinese food. Oh but yeah, it's so, it's, it's so much better to make it home and like it takes a little while because most of the time with Chinese food you got to like reduce the sauces yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like it's just so much better for you to do. It it probably is, yeah, it probably is. I, the place that I get uh, in Windsor here that, that I get the mm-hmm. food from, they put the MSG on the side. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I'm like, well, great, I guess though. thanks, you know, but just the fact that they put it on the side in case you want mm-hmm. it is just so funny to me. <laughs> oh. oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. Chat post your, post your, uh, post your favorite food. Yeah. Sorry. We're making you hungry. Um, yeah. And someone's saying you need f- fish sauce in a good curry. You don't. That's not true. Like 100% fish don't. sauce, it, it's, it's, first of all, fish sauce is super gross on its own. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you have to, like, you can't just be like, hmm. Mm, fish sauce delicious like you, you bury it in the food so deeply that oh, it's yeah. pretty much like in my opinion it's just salt and and i've i have been mm-hmm. i've dabbled like, in fish in my adult vegan life i haven't just been vegan for the last 20 years i have i have eaten fish so i think i'm i i'm not an authority on anything food related but you know anyway mm-hmm. but i digress yeah let's get I, into the next category let's do it uh, what do we, we got? are gonna go Back to music for a second, Ooh. and we're going to talk about the biggest disappointments of the year. Um, now, how many do you have? I have one. <laughs> I, I have three. So <laughs> I'll let and you I'm pretty go sure first. we've got our number one's the same one. So you just you yeah. want me to talk for it, a little it, bit? Well, I mean, you you can start at your number three or whatever you want. My disappointment 
is such a disappointment that I just can't even think about other disappointments. But I'm sure there are some Same. if I really wanted to to dive in. But go ahead, Mike. So these are going to be quick because I'm pretty sure me and Shane have the same number one disappointment. And these two kind of absolutely pale in comparison to that one. <laughs> but uh, kind of my disappointments, uh, my third, dis- third most disappointing, uh, it has to be the new album Like a House on Fire by Asking Alexandra. Mm, okay. Okay. I really thought we were going somewhere with self-titled. There were a lot of good kind of radio rock vibes on the last album. Like Under Denver is probably one of my favorite songs that Asking Alexandria has ever made. Like a House on Fire completely went back on that. And they went back to crappy phoned in lyricism. Like it almost felt like they just had like 10 ghostwriters on the album and nobody Mm. in the band actually touched it. Like there was just no emotion whatsoever in it. It was very disappointing for that reason. Um, my number two disappointment. Is well, the album. can I touch on that real quick? Yeah, go um, for it. So, so yeah, I, I, um, I like asking Alexandria a lot more, um, in mm-hmm. recent days than I did when they came out. Um, I'm a pretty lot, even on them. What's that? Say. I'm pretty even on them. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I, like I think sounds. that they've gotten better as a band, and I, I, I've enjoyed, uh, like especially. Uh, from the self-titled like alone in alone in a room. I thought that's a great song. song. Um, really like that song. Um, the the new You've record, listened to yeah, Under the, Denver, right? The, the violence is the violence on the new album. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and you know I thought that that song was good. I thought the um, uh, anti-socialist song was. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or is that is that on that record? That's on the yeah. new record, right? Like m- most of the album is more like that song than it is like the violence, right? Yeah, you know, I like, like the violence. I wasn't too hot on the violence either. So, but just but like, but here's the thing. I think like the the direction that that asking has taken, um, they've they they're on their way up, man. I think they still mm-hmm. are. I think that the, the next album could be absolutely full, chock full of bangers. I think maybe they're with some of the songs they're playing the radio game a little bit um yeah, which is okay are. i mean that's okay they're a, they're not trying to be a cool punk band they are a mainstream mm-hmm. rock band um i love danny warstop by the way i mean oh he's such a great dude the guy is hilarious oh, um yeah. he's always been so kind to me mm-hmm. uh, over the nice years i have some amazing stories about that guy too that i'll save him for another day um he's he's the best and i think he is so underrated in terms mm-hmm. of his raw talent. Oh, I think phenomenal. he doesn't get like, enough credit. The way because... that his voice has just changed over the years too is incredible. Right. And like, and like all the members of this band are great. Like Ben Bruce is probably one yeah. of my favorite guitarists in the scene. Like yeah. he has written some crazy riffs that are just so catchy. Yeah. And I feel like the raw talent is there in this band. I just feel like this album hmm. I didn't vibe with. As much as the self-titled, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, yeah. No, I I think that uh, I think he's just an incredible, incredible talent, um, mm-hmm. uh, Danny, and and he sometimes gets overshadowed by his kind of crazy personality. Yeah, but I, I think that he's hundred percent right in. He, he's honestly um, a little reserved too, like when he's not like in kind of the spotlight too. Yeah. I felt like he was when I've met him. He's kind of always been a quiet, like just chill dude. So yeah, uh, yeah. number two. Number two, I've got the new abnormal by the Strokes. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Um, I, I you know what? Like I missed this record. This record. I, I didn't even listen came to out. it. I didn't listen to the record. Uh, I love the Strokes. Didn't listen to this record. I saw it on mm-hmm. some end of the year lists and was like, oh shit, they yeah. put a record out. I didn't even know. 
Yep, this was before we were doing the cast. So okay, um, I absolutely love the Strokes. I still love Julian Casablancas's vocal performance on this record. Hmm. Um, I just feel like, and this this is probably more my fault than theirs, but they've taken such a long time off that, like we've been talking about a lot on this show today, they've just changed a little bit too drastically for me. And I probably need to go and listen and catch up. But when I see the Strokes are finally putting out an album again, like. I love Room on Fire. Like, yeah, I love old strokes so much with a burning passion. Like, <laughs> if I'm having an upset night and we're just like hanging out, having a beer or two, I will like literally just walk over to my record player and put on the strokes. And it is like my happy music. And it's yeah, so good. And it's great because everybody loves the strokes. Like, I could put the strokes on and my grandma would be like, oh, this is acceptable music from you for once. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're just such a solid band normally. Yeah. And I mean under the cover know, this, under the cover of Darkness, um mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh songs ever. Yeah. Like they're just absolutely crazy talented and hmm. another same story, like another album that just didn't hit for me. Okay. Uh well it happens. Let's move on to the number one disappointment. I know you have the same one as me, so I'm gonna oh, I'm yeah. gonna kick it off. Uh this band <sighs> instrumental in shaping who i am today same i mean and, for and different what, reasons what but... i love about and we're talking about green day okay i'll just say it right yep. now before people wonder um this is a band that put out an album in 1994 called dookie which is obviously a classic album now i was 13 years old i was just coming into my own um, I had started playing guitar. I, you know, I was into Metallica and I was into Guns N' Roses and I'd even heard about Nirvana. And here comes this band. Uh, and I remember the first song I ever heard was Basket Case. I saw the video on Much Music where the, you know, they, they come out of the, mm-hmm. they're like in the psych ward or whatever. And they're like playing and um, Trey Cool's in a wheelchair. And like, I'm just watching this like super fun you know, punk rock band. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know anything about punk rock except my cousin put burned, burned, <laughs> put some Ramones on a tape for me. And I was like, I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> and and this yeah. was like, I was like, no, no, no. Like I need, I don't know if I needed to see it or what it was, but it, I was a punk kid after that. After I saw that mm-hmm. video, uh, then I learned about offspring. And then I learned about the no, uh, no about no effects and, and rancid and all those bands. And I, don't think Green Day's been great since probably the record you found out about the mic, which I'm going to say is probably American Idiot. Yep. Um, I don't think they put out any good music since then, really. And I, sorry, I keep cutting you off. But but no, like, good. they they, I felt like this was the time. <laughs> like yeah. they were going to just figure it out and give it to us. And so, oh my God, they could not have fallen further. Yeah. So um, just to kind of talk about where I come from with Green Day, um, I was 12 years old. And I got to finally buy some of my own music and I had seen songs on YouTube and I bought hybrid theory by Lincoln park and American idiot by green day. Yeah. And I think American idiot by green day is probably single-handedly one of the albums that has shaped me the most in my, uh, the way I look at music. American idiot is this absolutely beautifully composed storytelling album that I think is, um, yeah, it's really hard to get close to telling a story through music as well as Green Day did it in one album, at least. And 
is just absolutely incredible. I think that they have had some good stuff since Green Day or since American Idiot. Um, it's few and far between. I absolutely yeah. love Revolution Radio, their album before this. I think it's a lot of fun um, as long as you kind of scale back your standards a little bit. But <laughs> like, okay. it's got some fun songs. Sure, uh, no, it. it's fine. I mean, here's the thing. Like, like we'll we'll give like a, a band that has shaped us musically mm-hmm. or has has done things like Green Day has done. I mean, I'll give them a pass. If they made an okay record, even if it was yeah. a little on the bad side, I'm not going to call them out on this list. Like I'm not going to like put biggest disappointments in all capital letters on the screen and talk mm-hmm. shit. Like but yeah. this record was that bad. It was yeah, that like, bad. This has been like they've been on a slow decline too. So like I'm a okay with a slow decline and then like petering off at mediocrity like if you're just kind of mediocre for the rest of your career fine i'll just never talk about you again that's cool i'll check out every new album and hope but like this is so bad that it's offensive like i and like the way that they just went around advertising this album too yeah that was that they had all the billboards that said no swedish songwriters or gimmicks maybe you should have had some because like (laughs) anything would have helped (laughs) Oh like, God, I hate, I just hate to pile on though. Cause you know, yeah, I, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to, but like, I'm, I was disappointed. I listened to that mm-hmm. album. I actually did on the all access club. I, I did a, a song by song write up about it. Like I, like I kind yeah. of like, lo, like, you know, kind of like a live tweet thing about the record as I listened to it. There was one song I liked and then it was like, it was like over, it was like a minute. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, that was pretty. Oh, okay. That was over. And literally that was the, like one bright spot of the record a minute long. The rest of it either sounded like just very strange and kind of poor production or just music that sounded like it should be, you know, played, um, after a penalty at a hockey game. Yeah. You like, know, it's just bad. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just bad. I don't think there's any other way to describe it. It's just bad. Okay, um, well, we're gonna get into some more categories here. Um, big dis- biggest disappointments was fun. Top five singles. I'm I I declined on top five singles. It's just for me, it's too difficult, and I'm gonna leave stuff out. And I know you've actually thought about this, so I'm gonna let you throw it out there, and I'll comment. Okay, so this is actually great because I had a really hard time narrowing down my singles. I know I asked you and I messaged you and I'm like, hey, are we limiting it to five? So I actually have five top singles. I was able to get it down to that. But cool. I have 10 honorable mentions. So I'm going to run through those real quick. Too. <laughs> okay. okay, that's fine. Um, so my number five, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, single, is the song Trust Issues by Traceless. This is a super fun post-hardcore band. Okay. Um, th- things that I really like when I hear a single from a band that I've never heard before, which this is the first way that I heard them is through this song is absolutely incredible. Lyricism, really fun use of metaphor and wordplay throughout the melody um, in order to kind of match the instrumentals. Mm -hmm. I love when the guitar and the vocals and the bass and the drums kind of ebb and flow together. I think that's a really cool vibe. Um, And this band just, it's awesome. Like, is really kind of uh, retrospective about having trust issues. Um, obviously, name of the song. Um, just kind of great, absolute banger. Yep. I'm sure if you are into any of my other suggestions that I've ever given as far as songs, 
Um, you're going to love this. It's, it definitely goes on my vibe core playlist, which is kind of like metalcore with influences of like electronics or R and B and just kind of vibes. It's a good song. Okay. So that was number five. What about number four? Number four, uh, one of my favorite bands coming out of Manchester, England, they're pop punk. I've got the song glass spiders by hot milk. Okay. Um, absolutely incredible pop punk band. They're very similar to, uh, Bands kind of like yours truly and Stand Atlantic that we've talked about on the show. Um, female fronted. They're just absolutely incredible at conveying emotion into song. Um, well, I say female fronted. Um, they've got Hannah. I think she plays guitar as well. And they've also got yep. a male vocalist too, who also plays guitar, I believe, or drums. I can't remember um, too many bands nowadays. But this song is like been my go-to shower song. Like Oh, yeah, like you're welcome. Sing, sing, yeah, <laughs> like I love singing along to the song in the shower, like just because it's got that it's got these great parts where like, you know, when the verses are like super hypey and stuff like that, and then they cut to the chorus and it's like pretty much just vocals with like power chords. Like, yeah, that makes for a great shower sing along, I think. OK, because you can just like belt out the chorus then along with them and it just feels right nice I nice know. i i but, have not heard the song i just i i i don't know why you would call your band hot milk i feel like that just makes everyone uncomfortable <laughs> well like as a whole they're all like kind of weird people too but like quirky <laughs> weird like yeah. in a really good way so like the name fits the band it's <laughs> super cool all right uh number three like, so number three uh kind of a late one coming out of los angeles this came out at the beginning of december um, and this is where we start getting into like the real bangers where it's kind of hard for me to pick. Sure. I've got uh fake rich featuring Elijah Witt of Kane Hill by rivals. Okay. If you're familiar with rivals, they're kind of a post hardcore alternative band. Um, very heavy on the R and B vibes. Uh, this entire song is kind of about, um, fake society, obviously the fake rich, um, being an influencer, and just trying to fit in in kind of this world where, um, I mean, honestly, like social media, everybody always looks better than they actually are. You don't kind of <laughs> see the downs, right? Uh, not a lot of people sure. post about, like, I'm sad. I mean, some people do, some people don't. But, like, a lot of social media is kind of a facade, and that's what this song is about. Um, I almost want to say it's kind of like a hip-hop song for most of the song. And then all of a sudden, Elijah Witt from Kane Hill, if you're familiar with the band, yep. uh, comes in. And I I was really wondering how Elijah Witt was going to f- come in this because they did kind of like that low-key EP a year or so ago. So I was like, is he going to come in with clean vocals? No, he comes in absolutely hard as a freight train. Coming in and hot. Like, it's awesome. Um, another way that I like to describe this song is it's got drip, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like swagger is just oozing off of this song when you listen to it. And All right. like, you just want to put your windows down and blast it for everybody to hear. Okay. And um, number two. Number two. A uh, new vocalist for this band. And I was very worried because this is one of my favorite bands. And I absolutely love their album Relationships. Okay. Uh, I've got the new song Phoenix by Shrezzers. Okay. Uh, um, you're familiar with Shrezzers, I believe. Y- y- I've, I've shown you them you before. Know, yeah, I know some of their stuff. I wouldn't say like I'm I'm super into it um but but yeah i am familiar with the band um so yeah tell me about tell me about like i mean we're at number two this is like you gotta you gotta explain yourself at this point i mean oh yeah 
This is not so, uh, no joke right here. Shrezers, uh, really the same thing as Rivals. They have a lot of drip swagger in their entire vibe. Um, they've got these super uh, noodly guitars, which are really fun. Kind of if you think of like Royal Coda, Dance Gavin Dance, like very post-hardcore guitar work, mm-hmm. uh, drum work. And they've always got this beautiful clean singing over it. Um probably one of if not the most sensible R&B kind of mixing into um metalcore post hardcore vibes that you could have. Uh this song is absolutely a banger and uh as always Shrezers has a full-time saxophonist in the band as well, which I every song has saxophone. It's beautiful. It fits so well in with their style. Um I <laughs> really don't know. Like this band is just incredible. It's one of my favorite projects. I'm so excited. Like awesome. I was really sad when the vocalist left. Um, we got another single from them earlier this year called Noodles with the last vocalist, and it was an incredible song as well. I wanted to pick that one, but I decided on this one because I love them both equally. And moving forward, we should talk about the new vocalist. He's just great, and I think only going to grow more being a part of this band. Yep. And it's just incredible. Like the core, every part of this song is just so catchy. The, like, the, the fact that the band rips off the Brazzers logo. Exactly. <laughs> is like, <laughs> and that like, they've just got the, you like, know what Brazzers confidence is, right? about them too. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, well, I know on you their do, last Mike. album, like they did the spoken word intro where they do like the riff on like two guys are like, walking into the office and they're just like talking and then they get stuck in the elevator. He's like, Oh man, well, I guess we're going to be stuck here anyways. We might as well check out this new Shrezers album. <laughs> yeah, dude, put it on. And then the album starts to play. Like who does that anymore? I know. Like, I know. They, they're just off the wall, Russian crazy dudes, but I love them <laughs> so much. And like their music videos are great. Like, man, it was hard putting them at number two though. Right. Right. Okay. Because and, and- and now you're your number one um, uh, single of the year. My number one single of the year is um, I don't know what else it could be because it's really got to be all my life by attack attack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you I'm too fucker. funny for my own good sometimes. Um, oh, we rode that hard last week, didn't we? Or a couple oh, weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah oh my God, I yeah, hate that song. Damn, man. We're just, again, just piling on. Um, but uh, okay, now talk. for cereal. Go ahead. Uh, this should be on everybody's top five singles list. If it's not, you're doing it wrong, or you haven't heard it. Uh, I've got "Holy Roller" by Spirit Box. Oh yeah, that's a great, such pick. a phenomenal song. Um, it, oh, and a phenomenal band. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, just just like okay, if you haven't heard um, uh, "Holy Roller," or if you haven't heard Spirit Box, mm-hmm. go on to YouTube. Okay. And watch the singer Courtney LaPlante give her a one take performance of the song. Yeah. And you'll be sold like just like that. You will be like, oh shit, I get it. Cause you, you mm-hmm. might hear the band and be like, okay, like this is like cool. This is like kind of proggy, like metalcore. Um, yeah, it's good. But when you see her perform it, you're it's like, insane. oh, it, it's, yeah, it's game changing. Um, you know, people that don't know Spirit Box, 
Um, Courtney was the singer for Iwabo. I wrestled a bear once, which yep. um, <laughs> she came in on the middle of a tour, a warp tour. They flew her mm-hmm. in. She was like, a, she was young, and they they brought her in like without she practicing. Got thrown to the wolves because like, Iwabo fans are not kind either. At least at that point, they weren't. <sighs> yeah, crazy, and and now she's she's come out of that in this new band with her husband, Spirit Box, uh, mm-hmm. straight out of Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, by the way. Yeah. And like, uh, just an amazing band. And, and I love that, that, that is your number one pick. Cause like, they're, they're, that in, that's a that band intro. that if we're talking about the stock market, they're, they, they're like the Tesla oh, yeah. stock of, of metal core. This is going up mm-hmm. and up hundred yeah, percent. Like, like honestly, I was sold the first time I heard that intro. Like it's so cool because it's just, Courtney Plant and she's just going, uh, what's the lyric? It's like, um, holy roller sits in the garden we fled, blood into wine, take my body instead. Yep. Holy roller sits in the garden we fled, blood into wine, take my body instead, holy roller. Like right when that holy roller hits, that riff comes in and it is probably one of the nastiest riffs I've heard all year. <laughs> like it is straight up disgustingly <sighs> heavy <sighs> and oh my God, it's just such a good song and like. It's been at the top of liquid metal almost all year now since it came out yep. in July. So like half the year at least. How it's, could it not be? Because it's so good. All right. Um, let's run into some honorable mentions I've got real quick. Okay. Yeah. And yes. I'm, yes, please. I'm going to try and be fast with these. All right. So uh, Wargasm or Wargasm. Wargasm is the name of the band. They're from the UK. They've got a song called Spit. It's probably one of the best punk songs I've ever heard in my life. Okay. Um, not knowing a lot of old punk, this is kind of new modern punk, and I absolutely love it. Until I Wake with their song Self-Medicated. It's an absolute banger. It's post-hardcore. It's got really fun lyrics. I would compare it to that Traceless song. If like, if Traceless wasn't on there, Until I Wake probably would have been in that spot. Uh, Isotopes with their song Flowers. Uh, it reminds me of some 2010s post-hardcore, just kind of like Burden of a Day, if you're into that. Oh, yeah. Um, absolute banger Burden of a song. Day. That's a band name I haven't heard in a while. I love them, and I miss them so much. Burden of a Day, that's please like come back. That's like OG Rise Records. Like That's, that's like the one of the first like Rise-sounding bands Rise ever, mm-hmm. sa- ever uh, signed. I think we've talked about this, too, on Twitch. Like Somebody asked, like, what was a band you could bring back? Yeah. That's always my answer. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a crazy one. Yeah, awesome. Okay, keep going. Um First and Forever, they've got a song called In Loving Memory. I feel like it's that really nice niche of pop punk and post-hardcore. Yeah. Um, kind of like that original Sleeping With Sirens sound that just really hit home. Absolutely. Um, the vo- vocalist can't go as high as Kellen Quinn. but Well, they, most people can't. No. But they really kind of like fit in that um, kind of like pop punk post-hardcore. It's so fun. It makes me feel like I'm in high school again, and I absolutely love it. Nice. Um, probably one of the best metalcore songs I've heard all year, uh, Glass Crown with Vicious Cycle. Um, basically, the way that I describe this song is, have you heard The River by Wage War? This is The River 2. It is <laughs> just as good. It has just as many breakdowns after breakdowns after breakdowns. It's phenomenal. Go check it out if you're a fan of metalcore. Sick. I've got, and these are just going to be really quick because these are not my top five honorable mentions. I just want to mention these bands because they put out such good songs that they need to be mentioned. Chapel has come back with their song Mushy Gushy, probably one of my favorite power pop bands. Nice. Waterparks has come out with their song Low Key as Hell. I absolutely love Waterparks. I think they're doing the right thing. For I do pop too. Punk in I do too, man. There's a lot of haters out there, and I don't get oh, the hate, are. man. I don't get the hate. They're 
they literally don't give a shit. They do whatever they want. No. It's amazing. Like the the haters literally make them better. I think it's great. Um, <laughs> yeah. Continuing on, I would be um, not myself if I didn't mention Era with their single House of Glass. I absolutely love Era. I think they're the next big thing for metalcore. Uh, Silent Planet put out their new song Trilogy, which is an absolute amazing banger. I know we talked about Silent Planet earlier, but such a great song. And probably one of my favorite alternative emo rap groups right now, Chase Atlantic, put out a new song called Out the Roof. And it is absolutely a banger. And you should put your windows down and bump it. Boom. I'm done with my honorable mentions. I love it. I'm sorry I had so many. That's okay. Uh, uh, people need to know these songs. People need to know these bands. And that's what we're here for. This is literally the exactly. whole point of why we're here. Um, this is literally your as quick as we can do it. End of year recap. Right? Yeah. And, and, and I hate to say we've got like 17 more categories, but it's something like that. So it's yeah, close. don't freak out. Um, we're going to go through these quick though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, quick and we'll name it and we'll go on. Um, but this is going to be fun. And this is not something we always do. Uh, it's a little bit like the, it's just a little bit like the um, APMAs. If you remember yeah. the alt, alt press award show. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to go with this right here. Uh, we're starting at the top because it's the lead singer syndrome podcast. Um, best vocalist of the year. Mike, go ahead. So I've got, to, I've got an honorable mention to Lynn Gunn from Paris. Yeah, that's and very worthy. Obviously, that Paris album, it needs to be talked about. It's such a good album. but Didn't crack uh, your top 10, though. It didn't. Still good. It's Still in the good. top 20, very I think, good. top 30. But uh, winner of my best vocalist of the year is Courtney LaPlante of Spirit Box. Mm. She has shown uh, such a diverse uh, set of skills from Rule of the Nines being kind of like this mixed uh, cleans and heavy song to Holy Roller, which is pretty much all heavies to the new song. I can't remember the name. It's like Constance or something like that, where it's mostly clean vocals. and It's just absolutely beautiful and slow and gut wrenching. Well, I think yep. she has run the gambit of everything you can do in our scene vocally, stylistically wise, and she's pulled it all off. Yep. Uh, yeah, she's she's unbelievable. Uh, and and for sure, uh, she she is my I had three. She's in my top three. Mm-hmm. I had Courtney. Uh, and my honorable mention is Tillian Pearson of Dance Gavin Dance. Always um, a solid choice. Just the the guy's like he's kind of an alien, you know. Like I just oh yeah, I, I you know I know him. Like I'm I'm pals with him. We're in a fucking mm-hmm. fantasy football league together, you know. Yeah. Like I know the guy well. So so to like single him out is a little weird because he's mm-hmm. you know he's like he's my buddy or whatever. But like he's that good. I, I can't. I just oh, yeah. if I didn't mention him because he's just he's un, he's unbelievable. But my number one uh, vocalist of the year is uh, Bonnie of Stand Atlantic. That's I, what I figured I, yours I would be, I thought honestly. that that album just vocally, I mean, the whole album is great in general, mm-hmm. but vocally, just she, she shines on this album. She's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I love that she's, you know, as a female vocalist and similar to Courtney LaPlante, like mm-hmm. not afraid to give it giver you know what i mean like oh yeah and then show that aggression and that energy and that emotion puts it all into that that microphone and it's just incredible the results that they're putting out absolutely all right we're gonna get into this one best guitarist Ooh, Hmm. fun i actually Hmm. have to go to my notes because i don't remember this one oh i'll go with mine i really took the easy way out will swan no although will swan is great and so creative i went with my pal aaron of intervals Oh, um, solid choice. You know, they put out uh, intervals. He, they, whatever you want to say, put out an amazing instrumental uh, guitar driven album, which mm-hmm. 
you know, and he also he also played a guitar solo on the new Silverstein album. Yep. I think he's unbelievably talented, humble, uh, just a sweet guy. And I, I love listening to that Intervals record. It's it's growing on me too. Every time mm-hmm. I, I throw it on, it's getting better and better. And I, I think that it's just, maybe it's a bit of an easy pick because it's obvious, but sometimes the obvious choice is the right choice. Mm-hmm. And it really is. And um, kind of to be the opposite of you, I'm not going with the obvious choice this time. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, so my guitar performance of the year, I've got Nick Raya, and I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce his last name. It's R-A-Y-A of a band probably. called the Marionette. Okay. They are probably my favorite Swancore band right now. Um, and I say Swancore loosely, they <laughs> fit into that very noodly post-hardcore, but I think that they are moving in the right direction. And I think if they keep it up, they could be the next dance Gavin dance. He is adding kind of a funky flair to the traditional noodly post-hardcore riffs in a way that I haven't heard before. Yeah. And it is just so fun and refreshing to hear. And I think that if I didn't talk about his writing on this album, it's it's just so good and fun. And we're going to get into them a little bit later and I'll recommend a song. But like, I just love a marionette and... I wish I could have put their new album higher. I think it needs a little bit more refinement, but mm-hmm. I'm so excited to see what this band does. They've got such a cool vibe. Awesome. All right, moving on to the next category, we have Best Drummer. All right. So Best Drummer, I feel like I took the easy way out here this time. I, I have a very easy, very easy one, so two, but go ahead. Th- this guy announced his solo project. He put out a single with his main band. Ringo Starr? And- nope. <laughs> And he uh, did the drum work on a album that came out this year. Yeah. So I have picked Chris Turner. Oh, okay. Drummer for Ocean's 8 Alaska. Yes. He did the drums on the I Am Abomination record this year. Mm -hmm. And he has announced his solo project. I've said this before and I will say it again. He's the best drummer in our scene. He's got this incredible workout ethic. I think he's the new... um, What's the guy's name? Luke Holland? used to be the drummer for We're Live. Yeah, Luke Holland. Mm-hmm. Like, he's getting feature work everywhere, writing drums for people. He is just absolutely off the chain, incredibly technical. Um, this solo project that he's announced, every single song is all done in one take with no click triggers or anything like that. And he is just absolutely killing it. And I don't know how to describe it. Like, if you want to just get an idea of how impressive this dude is, literally look up Chris Trump or Chris Turner and I forget the name of the song. I think it's like 40 ounce or 40 roll or something like that. And it's just mind blowingly good. How amazing this guy is like awesome dude. There's a pick. Great pick. My pick. Oh, and how could I not? It's the man. He, he literally played drums on the intro of the lead singer syndrome podcast for the last Ooh. little while. He has performed, like, he doesn't sleep, clearly. What Mm -hmm. hasn't he done this year? And who else but Travis Barker? Yeah, you phoned it in more than me. I'll definitely say that. But he is so good. He's so good. He's like, come on. People want to to talk shit on this guy. They want to hate on this guy. You can't. The only thing I'll say negative about him um, so I, I've been a big Blink-182 fan, obviously, like, fuck, since the 90s. Um, mm-hmm. I was a Travis Barker fan 
uh, uh, well, a little a quick little story. I went to see Primus, and Primus had Blink One Eighty Two. It was kind of like a co-headliner, but but Blink mm-hmm. was opening. This was like when Dude Ranch came out. Uh, so so they were like just kind of getting big. Like Damn It had come out, and they were like you know. So I knew about them. Uh, and there was an opening band called the Aquabats. And the Aquabats, for people that don't know, ska band uh, with horns, mm-hmm. and they wear costumes, and it's ridiculous, and all the songs are just crazy. But I was like, who the fuck is that guy playing drums? He is a monster. I mm-hmm. went to their merch table. I bought both their CDs. They had it at the time out. I listened to those in the car, and people would talk about, you know, oh, who's your who's the best drummer? Oh, like, the guy from Lagwagon's really good, or... Or, you know, Eric Sandin from No Effects or like, you know, all these people we talk about in punk rock. And I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. The best drummer is the Baron Von Tito from the Aquabats. <laughs> that was his name. And I would I said this for years. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, Scott Rayner was the drummer for Blink. You know, kind of not a great drummer, but I love always love Blink. He's I didn't, fine. didn't care. You know, didn't care. Their drummer was he was fine. And then they announced that they got this new drummer, Travis Barker. I was like, who the fuck is that? And they're like, oh, he used to be in the Aquabats. And I was like, the Baron Von Tito? Because I never knew his name. I never knew, like, it was never published, like, published Mm -hmm. what his name was. And I never saw him without a mask on. Yeah. And then here he is, you know, covered in tattoos, Travis Barker. And I mean, the rest is pretty much history. But I'm telling you, man, like, that guy's branched out so far that for, for him to be the oh, most incredible. famous member of Blink-182 and all the collaborations that he's done this year. Like, he did that Post Malone Nirvana thing, didn't he? Yeah. Like, he was in that one. Of course, all the Machine Gun Kelly stuff. Um, he's been everywhere. Goldfinger. He featured he on a with. song by the Hana. Like, he's, work, she, he's working with Avril Lavigne right now. Like, just yeah. this, the guy is everywhere. And, like, he's so good. He He... I think he overplays a little bit in Blink-182, but his, it's his fucking band. He's been in it for 20 years. Give exactly. him a break. He, does, he can do what he wants. Um, but yeah, I, I there to go. There's my pick. Hot take. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we good. go. What's our next category, Shane? Uh, our next category. Oh, and shout out to Josh Wildhorn. Guys here on the Twitch got, got mentioned in the stream, and here he is showing his Ooh. face. Uh, love, love Josh Wildhorn. Um, Good guy. The next category is this one. Best album art. Ooh. And uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's fun, Mike. Do you have um, do you have a pick? I do. So album art's kind of a hard thing just because there's a lot of good album art. So I try to kind of pick an album that I know I haven't talked about, but know it's a phenomenal album. Yeah. And also has phenomenal art. And I would say that I kind of looked for something that also matched kind of the theme of the album. And I want to say that has to be how to survive a funeral by make them suffer. Right. And, um, there it is right there, there it is. Uh, on the screen. Now, uh, I, I really like make them suffer. Uh, I do book too. a Nile. She was actually on a bonus mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. Actually, anyone yep. that's, that's in the least syndrome, all access club would know that she came on and spoke to me. We had a great conversation, uh, she's simply amazing, but the band, I mean, fuck, they're so good. I, I mean, think this album is absolutely incredible. I don't think it's their best work. I like the album before this a little bit more, but as album artwork goes, I think it's awesome. I love the, uh, how it's mainly white. I love the choice of flowers, the petals around, like 
I don't know what it is, but the album art just perfectly kind of describes the entire vibe of the album and how to survive a funeral, right? Like it just, it's kind of hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, an album cover, you know, it doesn't need to be literal, right. To, Mm -hmm. to the subject matter. Um, you know, as long as it, it sort of gives you the vibe and, and I always love like, you know, when you think of the old school approach, which is, you know, you get the vinyl or you get the CD or whatever, right? And you bring it home mm-hmm. and you look at it and you play it and you're looking at the album cover while the music's playing, right? And that's yep, that's kind of what the whole point. And this album, I agree with you, it really does, it really does do, um, do that a hundred percent. I'm going to give you, you I'm going to give you my top album artwork i'm going quite a different direction mike oh yeah quite a different direction my album artwork of the year is this place sucks ass by pop that is the most 2020 album artwork i've seen all year i i absolutely love it even know and i i have I love Pup. First of all, they're they're my homies from Toronto. Um, again, I didn't put the. I don't know if it's an EP or an album. It's uh, but it's an I EP. put. It, yeah, it's an EP. I guess it is an EP. I didn't didn't put it on my list. I probably should have. Uh, mm-hmm. But this album artwork, I don't even know what's happening. I love the just colors that they use. Like, yeah, it, like the there's something to be said about going fairly monotone or monocolor, just like the last album where um, it has like all of these variations on oranges and yellows. And that's kind of like what goes on the album. But like, I love the subtle use of like the blue on the fish tank and like the flamethrower guys clothing. And then like the green font. Yep. It really kind of brings focus to what you're supposed to bring focus to, I guess. And I don't know. I just, I really like this and I like this art style a lot too. Like the kind of cartoony. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I, I'm a, a big fan of, um, of pop and, and this album cover and, um, yeah. So there we mm-hmm. go. There's a couple more. Um, I mean, we could go all day about album covers that we like or don't oh, like could. it's, it's a lot of it is super subjective. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to mm-hmm. say, fuck you. That's not the best album artwork. It's like, well, Hey man, I mean, you know, yeah. um, it, it's something that I don't think it's talked about often enough and needs to be appreciated once in a while. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. All right. Well, Hey, we got a, we got a couple more categories. Um, we don't have to go too, too much more crazy. We've been doing this for, we're almost up to two hours, Mike. This is a, almost. this is pretty serious. I do want to ask you about this category. Um, mm-hmm. because obviously 2020, no live shows. It's the year of the live None. stream. And I know you've watched tons, ton. way more than me. So give it to me, give me your best. And I, I'll take an honorable mention or two quickly, but I, I really want to get to your best and I want to know why it was your favorite live stream of the year. Yeah. So I'm just going to talk about my best. I don't really have any honorable mentions. Okay. I mean, I think most of the live streams were good, um, and on par with each other. Uh, but one kind of stood above the rest, and that was the, oddly enough, the live stream that Ice Nine Kills did. Because they were kind of streaming their performance from an actual show that happened in 2019. And they recorded it, and they were intended to put it out on DVD, and they decided to do a live stream for it. In between, though, were a bunch of different skits. And as Ice Nine Kills does, they are horror-themed and yeah. involved members of the band getting killed off and who's the killer type things. And 
Um, the host was the original Jason Voorhees, I want to say, is who it was. Yeah, cool. Like the actor, which was cool. super cool. And they just talked about a lot of old school horror stuff. Yeah. And um, you got to hear the band talk about a lot of like the decision making and like deciding to film a set and like, is this the right time for us and things like that. And Ice Nine Kills been around for a long time. Yes. A lot of people might not know that. Very like, long band's time. almost 20 years old now. Um, like that's the thing, man, that is, you talk about a band that has paid their dues. I oh, mean, yeah. for 100%. years they, they, they were, they were doing it in the trenches. I mean, I think Spencer, he's only a few years younger than me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and it was really great to see them finally, uh, get their due and yeah. they don't take it for granted at all. They, no. they really do, um, continue to, uh, push the envelope with their live show mm-hmm. and all the stuff they do with their merch and and their music videos and uh i'm not surprised when you mention them for the best live stream of the year mike um mm-hmm. yeah i i think that that's an absolutely they're, great pick they're just incredible they know their fans they know their demographic and it just so happens that like they have been able to make this sound. And I think it's because they're so passionate about the subject matter too, right now that all the fans just kind of get it and resonate. Right. And realize how much effort has been put into developing these songs and this music that they've been putting out lately. And it's just exploding literally out of nowhere with them. And I remember saying this, I think it was two years ago now, 2018 when the silver scream came out Yeah, and the first single that they put out first two singles, I, I remember looking at some of my friends and I said, you know, hey, I know that we've liked Ice Nine Kills for a little while now. Uh, We kind of got to get ready because (laughs) this band's about to go mainstream now. Yeah, and it happened. Here we are. They're opening up for Five Finger Death Punch on tour. Yep. 100%. No, I, yep. I'm And and they're very deserving of it. And I really Mm -hmm. do respect them. Uh, for for just the way that they handle themselves and the work that they put in uh, to to everything they do, uh, the, mm-hmm. the attention to detail it goes a long way. So that's a great pick, Mike. We have well, we have one one or two categories. I, I, I didn't clarify this with you, and I want to ask you real quick, Mike. Mm-hmm. Do did we did you have a song of the year, or was that is, was song and single of the year the same? Oh, thing? I have a separate song of the year. Okay, let's do that one first. Here we go, song of the year. I'd love to hear your pick, Mike. All right, so uh, I'm going to go with my honorable mention first um, because I talked about this band with Nick Roya earlier. Um, A Marionette, absolutely amazing, and a song that I've had on repeat all year is their song Modern Disco 3. I think it is one of the most fun post-hardcore songs to come out in the last couple years. It is an absolute banger and has these, like, it's literally post-hardcore disco. It is so cool, and it's just fun. But... My number one song of the year and the song that I think has dominated a lot of people's playlists and listening is Limits by Bad Omens. It yeah, is I know you're really hot on this band. Um, so good. The biggest band with the smallest logo. Yes, exactly. Yeah, no, 100, 100%. This song, um, everything about it is just great. The chorus is catchy. The lyricism is awesome. The guitar work is just so fun. And like, it's n- nothing complicated about this song in, at all. And it was like a song on a, the deluxe edition of their album last year, Finding God Before God Finds Me. And it just 
works so well together that you don't notice how kind of simple it is. And I just, I can't get enough of it. It's been on repeat since like February Mm -hmm. and I love the acoustic version too. It's just an incredible song. Okay. Well, that brings us to the, that brings us to the final category. Oh, you don't have a song of the year? Oh, my, actually I do. My song of the year is Holy Roller by Spirit Box. Oh, hell yeah. There we go. Um, which, yeah. And, and I know you, I, I, that's why I didn't bring it up because you already mentioned um, that as your single of the year. I, I think mm-hmm. Spirit Box, 100% just, uh, they're, they're again, they're, they're the Tesla stock of music right now. They're going to be massive. I can't wait for them to be massive. I love seeing mm-hmm. uh, a, a female fronted heavy ass band that it's not, there's no gimmick. This is just good music. You know, this isn't like, oh, wow, she can scream and she's a girl. No, fuck that. They're for real. Um, I love them so much. Uh, And yeah, Holy Roller for me is is Mm -hmm. uh, song of the year. Uh, I could I might even I if 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 Spirit Box had released an album, you know, like a proper album this year, I think they could have been my artist of the year. That's not a category we went with, but that's there's just too much politics there anyway, which leads us to final category yes let's do it best music video do we have the same one i just need to say it now well i think that there pretty much is only one i think there's only one too there's only one option this was my only fucking option holy roller by spirit box (laughs) i love the artistry that they do with the music video and the two sides of courtney i think it blends perfectly into the song and it makes a beautifully creepy music video that's just great yes but well well let's get into my honorable mention and your number one absolutely my number one is this and let's get into it right now hyper hyper you're pretty and i like ya. someone maybe hasn't seen this and they need to
was my little surprise for mike uh he didn't he didn't know i was gonna bust that out right yeah here i didn't know you were gonna bust out the video i i had a feeling we were gonna talk about hype a hype at some point <laughs> yeah, it's the end it's of the year evening. list we have to mention it it oh, wasn't on do. any of our lists i thought it might make your top ep list um i wasn't sure and but honestly the reason it didn't is because three of the songs were um rem- or like reimagined versions with the new vocalist so i kind of had to take that a little bit into account and i'm like as great as as much as i love this like is it original? Uh, but I'm excited for a new album from the boys. Um, give me the music. 100%. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the rest of 2020. We talked about the uh, all of the great albums that came out this year, and there were so many. If you missed mm-hmm. that, you can, you can go back and check that out uh, on the podcast, um, or if you're an All Access Club member, which is leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access. You can join for $6 a month. Uh, and we have a great community. Mike's a part of it. I'm a part of it. Lots of people in the chat are a part of it. Probably everybody at this point is. But uh, yeah, you can go back and check out that. And this will be up there as well. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I- I've had just another blast. Like I- I'm-, mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun on Twitch, but but Mike, when you and I get together, man, on Wednesday nights, uh, this oh, it's, is, it hits different. I know. I know. Yeah, it's been good. I hope you're enjoying um, the showerhead. Oh, I am. I love it. And I just want to say something, too, because this is going to be our last album or last album, our last episode for the podcast of the year. It's coming out Christmas Day. Our next one will be out January 1st. Yeah. Where we'll be talking about kind of our most anticipated. It almost makes sense that it's coming out New Year's Day and we're going to you're going to get to hear like our most anticipated stuff. Obviously, we're recording it beforehand, but um, I just really appreciate uh, how this year has gone and being able to do this with you, Shane. Um, It's been so much fun being able to use my knowledge for music and yeah. just kind of use your platform as well to spread it to so many people. And oh yeah, it's been absolutely crazy how many people have followed me on Instagram and just kind of sent me messages. You're finding bands because of me. I absolutely love that. I know I don't respond to all of them and I'm very sorry. Um, I try to get to them if there's what like a, a question about music or something like that, but <laughs> like, your kind words definitely mean a lot and I really appreciate all of you guys too. And especially you Shane for allowing me to kind of get up here and do this because well, I thanks, love music. Yeah, man. Thank you. And like, I got to say, you know, for, for, you know, I, I do, I started this podcast talking to other lead singers because like, I love mm-hmm. music. I love picking people's brains about it, but the podcast it's always about the past. It's always about like, Hey, you did this, you accomplished this. How was this? Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, you know, we, we talk about those things and it's great, but I love being able to push forward with some of the new music, you know, that we, we talk about every week. And that, that to me is a big part of, of, you know, what I like love just to bring the, bring to the podcast, Mm -hmm. um, you know, bring, bring to the podcast network and, and, and of course right here on Twitch. So it's awesome. Killing it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the subs too. If, uh, if everyone's not subscribed, throw us a bone. It's great. Donations go straight to Mike. Real quick, uh, before we end too, I've got a couple announcements. Um, there are actually some albums coming out on Christmas day that people might want to check out. Okay. Um, there's a new album by Trove. They are Davy Musey's new band. Oh, okay. Yes. There is a new album that's already out by Passcode. They're one of my favorite Japanese metalcore bands. They are absolutely awesome. Just check that out as well. That's all I've got. Okay, um, great. Last week, I didn't have any new music to talk about, but I kind of, I don't know. We still are. This is the new shit. So I should mention at least a little something. <laughs> so if you hear this long, go check out some new music. Um, also, if you want to see the whole list of all the new music, it's very, very, very upsetting to look at nowadays, but follow me on Instagram at Slappy Slam and you can see yes. all of that. Yes. Do it up all the way up. Sweet. All right. Well, Mike, I will let you go. Peace and love. We'll see you later. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice. That's some new drip. Got rid of my old trash. Got a new bitch. All this new shit. All this new shit. All this new shit. Got a new whip. That's some new ice.